Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham Scott, alongside, as always, hello, Scott. Sean, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How about you? Oh, you know, it's always fun to come to your house and record some podcasts. Yeah, podding it up on a, on a beautiful evening here in the nation's capital. Middle of summer, great weather across the country, maybe a little hot in some parts. Certainly, uh, there was a heat wave here in central Canada for a while, and, and uh, like a dangerous heat wave for a while, but seems to have subsided for a bit, which we are all grateful for, uh, at least here in the nation's capital. So one of the things, though, that I've noticed here, Scott, is on the Game of Stones Twitter account, we've been getting a lot of tweets about summer bond spiels. A lot of tweets. And you know what, Sean? It's making me feel like I want to go to all of these cool bond spiels and all these sorts of different places, you know? Uh, we've got to get some sort of uh, team sponsorship to let us go. We do, yeah. I mean, if, if somebody wants to sponsor us just to spiel, that's cool. Like, I, I don't need to profit off of this personally. <laughs> I just maybe subsidize some of my travel to bond spiels. Sure, that'd be, a, uh, that'd be great. Yeah, we've seen uh, the spiel going on in Atlanta. The uh, light spiel. Yeah, a couple the, weeks the, ago. That's been played there, week. yeah. Um, no, about uh, three weeks ago now. I think yeah. that one was, was about then. Uh, the Hollywood spiel was going on at the same time a few weeks ago. The North Bay summer spiel is another one that that's uh, right that we've seen. So yeah, a lot of uh, summer spiels going on. And it seems like a relatively new phenomenon, at least in Canada, that they're taking place here. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a little more common in the United States, but certainly spieling is in vogue. It's pretty fun, yeah. And, and it got both of us to thinking about Hey, what are what are some pros and cons? Yeah, I think of, pros and cons of uh, bond spieling. So, what are the good things about bond spieling, yeah. and what are some of the things that maybe you'd want to think think a bit about before committing? Yeah. So, I have come up with the list here, and I, you have not seen any of these. No, as is our want to do on these things. Yeah, so I don't do any the, homework. You get That's... the live reaction, Scott's live reaction to stuff. So. Uh, what do you want to start with? I, I, I've identified them as pros and cons, but we can also say this makes or breaks a bond spiel. Makes or breaks a little I like bit, that. but but some of these I think are universal. That even if you're a good bond spiel, some of these cons exist. Okay, so you're asking me if I want to start with pros or cons? Yeah. Let's start with the pros. Let's be positive. Okay, so for the pros, uh, one of the pros that I have here, or the first one that I have actually, is that you can play on different teams. Hmm. So you know, normally you have your regular team that you would play with. Uh, I realize some leagues switch it up every week. Other leagues will switch it up once or twice a year after every draw. Mm-hmm. But in my experience at the clubs I've played at, it's you're playing with these people uh, for the whole season, which can be fun. Sure. But you go into a bond spiel, it's a chance to mix it up. Uh, and even if you want to play with the team you normally play with, maybe mix up positions perhaps, try something different. So you, you can get a different experience uh, particularly, though, if you're playing with different players. And a bond spiel off- offers the opportunity to play with different players. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really fun part of it. You know, for me, it's my chance to skip, yep. uh, wh- which I don't do week to week. And so it's, yeah, it's a really fun opportunity to play with different players. Now, the, the contrary to that is you got to make sure those are good players that you want to play with. 
Yeah, absolutely. So you, you don't usually want to go in blind on these sorts of things. Sometimes you do and it works out well. Sometimes you don't. It, it doesn't work out well. Sure. But generally speaking, you, you want to know. And, and one of the cool things about it is, you know, if you've been at the same club with somebody, you've played against them a few times, you'll usually know if they're a good person or not to play with. So you can judge it based on that. In our case... Uh, certainly, when we, we play in the men's bond spiel here in Ottawa, we play with our father and Dave Hyde, yeah. dear friend Dave Hyde. So it's a fun opportunity to have them come up to Ottawa. And, and when it's the end of year spiel, Dave is replaced by our mom. Yeah. Right? And we certainly uh, have a lot of fun as a family there. But it's a, it's a cool chance to just play with people you don't usually get a chance to play with. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So what's next on, on your list? a similar vein... You also get a chance to play against different teams. And this is really key, especially if you're in a small club or even if you're in a big club, but a small league in in a club, Mm -hmm. and you're playing against the same teams repeatedly. I know there was one season, for instance, where I played one team four times in a 20-game schedule. Wow. So that was a lot of seeing the Martell team. And uh, they're good guys, but there's only so much that I can talk to with accountants before, <laughs> you know, by the fourth game, you know, you're really stretching what you can talk about. So mm-hmm. you get to see different people, usually from different clubs. Obviously, from different clubs, you might not know them. You get to meet new folks, play against people you don't get to play against. That could mean different styles of play, yep. which is a lot of fun. So just having different opponents from what your regular people is right you know at a curling club you can sort of fall into a habit of these are the teams we're going to play this is the teams we'll see in the locker room Mm -hmm. in the bar area at the lounge you just sort of get into that habit and bonds fields sort of allow for new faces yeah exactly and and our experience in knoxville was definitely indicative of this you know you meet people from all all over the place different clubs different uh, cities, different countries even. Yep. And I remember I played in a uh, skin spiel in Vancouver in 2005 maybe, and we played against uh, Bing Yu Wang and the Chinese team. Cool. That before they sort of blew up, you know. Right. And they kicked our butts. Sure. But uh, it was just, it was kind of fun to be able to play a different team in a, in a different uh, sort of environment. Yeah, and certainly we've played, we've mentioned on the show before, we've played Jan Hanna a couple times, We've played Dave Mathers uh, in a bond spiel before. I've played Pierre Charette. I actually, I wasn't skipping, but I was throwing last mm. against Pierre Charette. <laughs> and I made, the only thing I really remember at the game is that I made what I thought was a phenomenal draw, uh, which was sort of an angle freeze mm. behind a, a guard. And he just went down and very casually just made the run uh, to pick it <laughs> off on that angle, and they scored three or something. And... and through the round robin of that tournament or, or of that bond spiel, I think he beat us, you know, like eight, nine, ten to one, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but that was the closest game he had. Ah. So we actually took that as a, a point of pride. But you're right. You can see these teams sometimes, depending on where you are in the country and the type of spiel it is in these events. Uh, but even if it's not an elite team or an elite no, player, no, just somebody just new, somebody new is, is always fun sure. uh, to play. Because one of the things I also have here is that, generally speaking, curlers are good people. They're fun to hang out with. And a bond spiel just allows you to explore that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I'm a little bit uh, shy, I would say. <laughs> a little introverted. Yeah. So it's tough. It's a good, it's a good thing you didn't start uh, a 
a podcast, a podcast yeah. where you have to go on the microphone and have it released out to the people. Yeah, but I don't think of any of that. <laughs> what, I, so being a little bit introverted, it's it can be tough for me to want to talk to people after the game, but... You know, if I know it's my only time I'm going to see them, uh, sure, yeah. Well, there let's you go, let's yeah. talk about whatever, you yeah, know. There's no commitment there. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun. So anyway, yeah, uh, good. it's good times talking and meeting different people. And you're right about curlers being good. I think most people are good. Yeah. So if you go in with that mindset, then, yeah, you'll you'll have a good time. Yeah, and the thing, too, is if you do come across a jerk... There's so many people usually at the club that like at bond spiels, generally speaking, people who aren't playing, depending on the schedules and all that kind of stuff, there's more people than would normally be in a lounge after a typical draw. Right, yeah. So if you're stuck there with the jerk, you can just get up and leave. Like, it doesn't matter. There's enough people yeah. that you can hang out with the cool, the fun people. The cool, fun people, If yeah. there's somebody who's just a drag, you just don't have to be around them. Yeah, and I'd say, I say like, uh, in the spiels we've played, almost everybody has been really fun and really nice. I can't even think of anybody, but I'm just including it in case there's somebody I was forgetting that was a jerk. Was a but. jerk. I can think of one, but I won't say who it is uh, <laughs> on the show. Uh, but anyway... You're right. So the people tend to be fun. The other thing that I like about bond spiels, uh, or something that's really a potential pro, is that you can play in different clubs, which I always enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I, every year we go on these trips to see different ballparks. Yeah. And I kind of look at bond spiels in a similar light. With the opportunity to play in a different club, mm-hmm. play on different ice, different rocks, it's fun because... For as much as, yes, the, the sheet of ice is a certain length and a certain width and the rocks weigh the same amount, each club has its own personality mm-hmm. and it's it, it, it really makes the game different. And if you have the opportunity to play in a, an arena, that is another change to it, which can be a lot of fun. Certainly the Pittsburgh Spiel I played in last year, you know, you're getting dressed in a hockey, full hockey dressing room, mm-hmm. uh, which was kind of cool and you're coming out. Uh, and just the atmosphere around that, the sight lines are different. Yeah. Uh, at clubs in, in this country, or even the club in Boston that I played at, you can see the banners of who's won out of that club, if there are banners. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've, pretty much every club I've ever been in has flags of uh, all the provinces somewhere in the club. Somewhere, yeah. It's fun to see where they are, the little local ads. Like, all of those things I think are really cool. Mm-hmm. Just to get a, a sense of what that club is. The lounges are all different at different clubs. Where yeah. you can see the ice is different. The, the beer selection is going to be different. So just the whole atmosphere of being in a different club can be a lot of fun yeah no doubt and and like you say you and i have uh not only do we go visit ballparks but we've both played at numerous clubs across the country uh, yeah in all the different places we've lived and you're right each one has this own their own like unique thing and uh i'm thinking about victoria the curling club right now they have giant ropes that are separating the sheets of ice that are sort of half frozen into the ice. Okay. And they create like a little bump between oh, yeah. the two sheets. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that before. No, I've ne- I'd never seen it before either. And I was like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. That's yeah. it's a unique thing. And so you can see those sorts of things at, at all sorts of different clubs. Yeah, so I, I just like the idea of, it, of different clubs. So the other thing that I've pointed out in terms of different clubs, also, depending on the spiel, this is obviously specific to the spiel, is different formats. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned you had a skin spiel. 
Uh, point yep. spiels can be a lot of fun as well, yep. where it's not necessarily just about winning or losing, uh, and it also means that you're playing the full game even if you're getting crushed yep. or if you're up big. Exactly. It makes each end more relevant, more more interesting that way. So you can play under different formats. Mm-hmm. There, there's an event here in Ottawa, the the Ottawa Rito Challenge, which isn't necessarily a bond spiel so much as this one night event, but that one you play a couple ends, you switch. Uh, you can rotate positions. The the battle of the sexes at the Rito Club is a lot of fun because the team that lost the year before, whichever sex lost the year before, makes up the rules, uh, shockingly, in their favor. Yeah. Uh, most yeah. most times, uh, and there's sort of these crazy rules that you have to go by. Different formats that can just be a lot of fun and, and getting away from the traditional four person team curling that is dominant at curling clubs, which haven't quite yet moved to. Mixed doubles in large numbers, so mm-hmm. this just gives you a chance to try something new, try some different. Yeah, yeah. Some of the fun, uh, like when you have a fun event, uh, one day event, you know, uh, you, there's six different rules, and then you don't know the rule you're playing under until yeah. the end of the end. And you pull a card, and oh, geez, uh, actually today all the rocks that are outside the house are the ones that count points, and you're like, oh boy. Yeah. So those things are kind of fun, uh, fun to do as well. Yeah, they really are, and and that's the sort of thing too that if you book a curling club for, like a work event, like those are the things that are fun, especially with new players, mm-hmm. where you're just sort of having more fun with it. It, it makes for a more a much more relaxed atmosphere, I find. No doubt, no doubt. So those are my pros. So those are the pros. Okay. Yeah. So is there anything that I have missed that you think I uh, I shouldn't have looked past. I think uh, let's go to the the cons okay. and then we'll summarize everything sort of at the end. Okay, so my cons for bond spieling, uh, similarly I have four. Listen, okay. four and four. So the first one is fatigue. <laughs> um, mm. If you're playing in a bond spiel, a weekend bond spiel, um, most bond spiels will guarantee you three games. That third game and from the third game onward, it can be a struggle. Yeah. You are a hundred percent right. As somebody that uh, is not uh, in shape, I'll say <laughs> uh, I've got a bit of back problems, and yeah, it hurts. Uh, it can hurt by that third day. You know, if you don't take the time to stretch it out and make sure you're in top form, yeah, uh, it can be a real struggle. If somebody is sweeping, you know, if you play three games in a day, you get those spaghetti arms really fast. Yeah, yeah, and uh, by the third game, you're you're toast. Yeah, you can really struggle with it. So fatigue can can be a, a part of it. And part of the reason I think fatigue is, is an issue, one, is you're just not used to playing that many games. But two, it goes with one of the pro sides. Like if the people are cool and you're at a fun club, mm-hmm. you're probably not sleeping as well as perhaps you should be no. or maybe normally are. So I think that obviously then contributes to the overall fatigue from the curling side of it as well. Yeah, and if you have uh, a gap between games, you know, you might not go back to your house or your hotel to have a rest because the people are so fun. You know, maybe you have a four-hour gap, but yeah. you decide, oh, you know, I uh, I could go have a lay down for a bit or I could just drink some more beers. And, and have fun and, well, there's lunch. And, like, yeah, so you yeah. have this whole thing where... Yeah, the that can be tough, and and there's been a lot of spiels, pretty much every spiel that I've been at, by that sort of you know the the last few draws, it's people who 
are openly discussing how they won't be upset to lose. Yeah. <laughs> and be yeah. eliminated because they don't want to keep playing. Yeah, exactly. You know, for for me, I always feel once if I'm if I've won at least one game, eh, I feel fine. You're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, so there is that thing of like there's a lot of excitement at that first game. Everyone's sort of excited, fun, bond spiel. And then by the time, if it's like a weekend spiel, by the time you get to Saturday night, yeah. people are like, oh, I got to play tomorrow? Oh, what time do I have to wake oh, up? Oh, no. Oh, no. So so that's one <laughs> thing. And and with that, with the fatigue, I put early morning games. Right. I put those as one thing. That unless you play in a Saturday or Sunday morning league, which I know exists, and I've played in a Sunday morning league in the past, mm-hmm. but or if you're a senior, um, there's no morning games. Like if right. you if you're playing in a uh, a curling club, and you're not in a senior league, you're playing at night. That's right. And yeah. so playing in the morning is a very different experience. And if you're not used to it, it can be tough, because, you know, I stretch a lot just in my daily life. Um, but if you're not used to, and I'm not used to stretching for curling or being prepared to curl in the morning, right? Because your body is in a position. That requires you to be pretty loose. No doubt, no doubt. So Sean. if you're doing that first thing in the morning, it can be tough, and it can any any sort of existing uh, pain that you might have or tightness from say the day before is just going to be exacerbated if you're playing in the morning. It can further compound mm-hmm. the issue. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think uh, there was one time I had to play on a Sunday morning and I just couldn't do it. I mean, I I don't even think I made it through three ends. I was in so much pain you know and it's because it was one thing on top of the other and yep. and uh yeah so fatigue definitely number one uh con for me yeah so that's that's one uh, another con that i have that's related to this is the uncertain schedule mm-hmm. so one of the things that i really like about bond spiels that have pools is that your first three games are set so if this is the way the Rideau men's bonds wheel here in the city worked for a really long time, and they've since changed it. But if it was a pool play and there was a round robin, your first game was here, you knew when your second game was, and so on and so forth. But most bonds spiels that you go to are just going to have you know A, B, C, D, and so on and so forth, depending on how big the bonds spiel is. Yeah, yeah. So when you get the draw, you only know what time your first game is. That's right. That's and right. maybe your second, that if you win or lose, you'll have the same start time for the second game but generally speaking you're you're not entirely sure what that schedule is going to be which can be tough you know we talked about trying to get rest in there but also say if you have kids for instance uh, that can be tough to arrange for child care whatever it Mm -hmm. is or there are some bond spiels that run through the week and if you don't know what night you might be at the curling club or the city of ottawa bond spiel here as well runs during the day Mm-hmm. So if if you could play Friday at ten or Friday at two, that could affect work things and scheduling around that. Yeah. So the uncertain schedule, I always get mildly annoyed by it because I, I would just like to know when I'm going to play and I could set myself up. Better. Right, right. And I know you're one of the guys. Uh, first thing the schedule comes out, you look at all the possibilities. I try to map it Permutations out, yeah. of. Okay, we could play here, here. Oh, we don't have a chance to play three in a day. Or, oh, if we lose our first but win our second, then we have to play again. And I let you uh, sort all that out. So, uh, yeah, you're right. It is it is a problem. And for the longer bond spiels you mentioned, uh, I can see it being a real problem, you know, where 
yeah, there's a possibility of playing during the day when you weren't expecting to. Yep. Uh, or a night of the week that, you know, oh, I bought tickets for an event two months ago. I hope we don't lose a certain game to end up playing that night. So, yeah, there's uh, the uncertainty around the schedule can be tough. I, I don't find it as tough as uh, getting rest and feeling good. But Right, yeah. but but certainly, you know, I've, I've been on bond spiels, so the the... Gordy, Bo- Gordy Perry Bondsville here in Ottawa, which is a big end-of-the-year one, that's one where it runs from one Saturday to the following Sunday. That's right. So it's, a, it's nine days of curling. And I've been on teams before that have had eight or nine people sort of on a roster, and with that uncertain schedule, there's suddenly a draw at 5 o'clock on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and you can't fill a four-person team out of that roster. Right. Oh, I got a meeting at four and right. can't get there in time yeah. so these sorts of things can be tough so that uncertain schedule I, i'm always a fan of bonds fields with either pool play or whether it's point spiels or whatever it is that you know even if you don't know who you're playing against if you know the draw times i think that can always be uh, helpful yeah yep fair enough what's next so my next con and this could be controversial this is specific to the where you are but generally speaking I find that at a lot of bond spiels, the food selection can be underwhelming. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so you're saying that the food that they provide at most bond spiels is not up to your uh, sophisticated palate? No, that's not what I'm saying. Because I don't think I have a sophisticated palate. It's just there's not enough of it? It's more that... So... Again, you're trying to feed a lot of people, which can be very difficult. Yeah. And I recognize that. But And there are certain ex- ex- certain exceptions to this. I think in Knoxville, for instance, the food was quite good. Yes, uh, I'd agree. Because they had the, the tailgate crew that was out there doing it. But at a lot of spiels, you know, the, the big banquet dinner, for instance, is going to be like a roast. Mm. Uh, and then like a salad. And a bun. Like, yeah. I don't find it that inspiring of food. It's not, so it's not necessarily maybe that it's bad, but it's that if you actually add up what you're paying for that meal, I don't think it's usually worth the cost. Uh, and especially if you're doing, you know, I've had a lot of dry chicken at Bondsfields in my life. Sure. And I feel and, like, you know, the kitchens at curling clubs are generally. Not, you know, five-star restaurants that are no. going to be able to turn around a meal for 120 people. But, you know, I, I find they do their best. I think it's good enough. I'm not, cri- uh, I mean, I'm not trying to be critical of the people. What I'm, what I'm suggesting, though, is that I, I think this also speaks to the fatigue issue. Right. Because generally speaking, what they're giving you as well is, say, for lunches, it's like a sandwich. sandwich. And it's, it's not stuff that if you're not feeling great... And you're you're doing all this activity. It's it's not necessarily the best food to be eating for the activity either. Sure. So I think it can actually compound some of the fatigue issues sometimes. And I just don't. I've never really gone to a bond spiel. Um, maybe with Knoxville being the exception. I think Pittsburgh was okay too last year. But I mean, certainly you know the 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 bond spiels locally that we go to. I don't go to them because of the food. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. And I would say with Knoxville, the food was really, really, really good. But by Sunday, I really needed to eat some vegetables. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> um, yes. So uh, one suggestion that I would give to a curling club is uh, to to do more pasta. I don't know why pasta pasta. pasta. You, I'm, I'm self conscious about <laughs> saying it. Uh, do like some nice a big thing of tortellini or or some uh, fusilli yeah. or something something that's pretty easy to do. Yeah, you can bake uh, them. It can be pretty good. Uh, it it's gonna carb you up for your games. You know, uh, I don't see it a lot. At no, Pond me neither. Yeah, a lot of meat, a lot of chili, a lot of roasts, a lot of yeah. sandwiches, like you said. But uh, yeah, give me some. Uh, Throw in some pasta. Me, there you go. Some pasta. Pasta. <laughs> pasta. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's just one of the things that I've I've sort of noticed in spilling over the years. Okay. That, uh, I don't. Yeah. I, it just doesn't put you in the best position to be successful. <laughs> That's fair. That's I fair. Think. I would say uh, an exception to when I went to the Bond Spiel at the Country Club uh, in Brookline. In Brookline, Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow! The food was amazing. Well, it should be because it's in a crazy expensive place to be. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. So maybe clubs should, in advertising their Bond Spiels, maybe talk a bit about what kind of food you're going to get. And, right. Uh, and it might attract more more teams. It might, yeah, and and certainly like so the men's spiel here locally, like you know what you're gonna get every year. It's chili on Friday, sandwiches for lunch on Saturday and Sunday, and chicken and ribs on Saturday night. Saturday. And you know that going in, yeah. If you've played in the spiel before, they don't advertise that, but you know that the menu's never gonna change because they just photocopy it from the year before. And there's nothing wrong with that because no, no. the guys don't really complain. I don't complain about it either because. You know, the soup is always good. The chili tends to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chicken, I think, can be a little dry. And the ribs I've had issues with in the past that have forced me to leave a game. But uh, <laughs> it's it's one of these situations where, um, you know, you get, you get, whatever, 60 guys together and you give them chili on Friday night. Uh, yeah. Like, how good do you expect everybody to feel on Saturday? Yeah, and it's a bit about your point. Of what makes a good club is having good bathrooms. That's a yeah, that's, case where you yeah. need them. So yeah. So uh, so the last thing that I have here that's mildly related to this is the cost. I think that there are bond spiels that are not worth it, that are overpriced. Uh, generally speaking, I, the lowest that I think I've seen or the lowest that I think I've paid for a bond spiel is sixty per person. Right. Uh, in Canadian dollars. At 240, yeah. So okay. 240. Uh, but a lot of them, I think, start in the 300 Canadian range and go up from there. And sometimes they can be a little prohibitive, if especially if you're traveling for it. Mm-hmm. And then you have hotels in there. And, and some bond spiels don't offer meals all the time. Like what we had in Knoxville, like what the men's spiel does, they'll only offer say, a, a big banquety type meal on a Saturday night. So you've got food in there as well. Yeah. If, you're, and if you don't have a car and you've rented a car or if you're going to fly somewhere. So the cost of it can really add up. And sometimes it, it cannot be worth it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's one of those things that you've got to determine what the value that you're going to take out from that bond spiel yeah. is. You know, uh, I, I can see on oh, a cash spiel, Oh, maybe I'll make some money back and uh, yeah. make back my entry fee. You know that that'd be a real win. But uh, overall, the cost—it's uh, something that every team has to take into account themselves. It can't be something that we just say blanket bond spiels are too expensive. 
No. Because they're clearly not if they're selling out, right? Right. Uh, yeah, it's just there, there's a point at which the cost overrides the level of enjoyment, I think. Sure. You know, it's, it's sort of like when I was in New York in May, I went up the Empire State Building and people were asking me, oh, did you like it? And I said it was fun, but it wasn't $40 worth of fun. Okay. Right? Like, it, so it's that sort of thing. It's, there's a balance there that at some point the, the cost can be prohibitive. Right, which is why we're not playing at every summer bond spiel right. this year as much as we want to. Right, which is why we need sponsors uh, yeah. to get yeah. us out there. We, we just Honestly, just if United Airlines um, wants to sponsor us, that'd be great. That'd be great. We're both Mileage Plus uh, yeah. members. so And, you know, until they do, don't fly on United Airlines, everybody. And, and we'll let you know when you can fly United again. Um, <laughs> So, so that's my list of the pros and cons, the big pros, big cons, for me at least, in terms of bond spilling. Is there any key thing that you think I've missed? I think you've missed beer. Okay. Because... Uh, I kind of put that in the club category, though. So, like, you're going to different clubs. Different clubs. You try different, different kinds beers, of beers. See what they have on tab. I think that goes part and parcel okay. in seeing different clubs, what their selection is. Okay, fair enough. Um... Then another pro that I would say, and I think this is more a case for, for us, is it's a chance for us to play with our parents. And you said it's a chance to play with different people, yeah. for sure. But for us, it's a chance to, do, to bond as a, as a family and do something together. Right. So it could be a chance to get a group of friends together, do something uh, yeah. that you wouldn't normally do. Yeah, and we saw that certainly in Knoxville, the four guys who live in different places. That's right. It's and so they get together and, and play in the spawn spiel. Yeah, their chance to come together and hang out for a weekend. So. Yeah, and certainly the same thing in, when, when Dave Hyde comes plays with us. Sure. It's the same idea, right? A chance to see somebody you don't often get to see uh, and do something, right? Because, I mean, I think it's I think Jerry Seinfeld has a bit about... At some point, the only thing you can do with your parents is eat. Eat, yeah. Um, so here's a chance... <laughs> Uh, they like to curl, we like to curl, and it works out well. And we still drink, so there you go. Yeah, and then we eat together, too. So yeah. it's all it's all there together. So Right on. Uh, you also mentioned cash spiels, the opportunity to win money. Um, I tend to not enter spiels because of the prizes. In fact, if it's a major cash spiel, that's a reason for me not to play, Right. Uh, to be honest. And like I've never looked at a prize table at a bond spiel and, and really felt all that inspired to win or like, oh, I have to win now. Right. And, there, it's the, kind of a nice perk for getting to Sunday. but Yeah, but it's not, it, to me, it's not a make or break. Like if they're good prizes or bad prizes, like it makes really no difference to me yeah. what it is. One cool thing that happens, though, at some spiels, if you do get to the end, is you get piped out onto the ice. Yes, I've never been piped onto the ice. Uh, I think we talked about this in the Knoxville episode. Yeah. We, we recorded the piper and I put it into the episode. And my goal was to make it to that last draw just to get piped out because I knew they were doing that. It'd be pretty, it's pretty cool. I, I've had it happen once and we all did a toast to the to the piper and right. a shot there at uh, whatever time 10 in the morning love it and uh yeah it's really fun so that's a really cool thing that's possible at some bond spiels right not all but some so that's an yeah you're right that's another thing that can happen so uh overall i think that's a, a pretty good list of pros and cons i think so so based on this list sean are you going to be spieling i think i'm going to maintain the same spieling schedule that i've maintained in the past yes Yes, I think I will too. My body doesn't let me uh, do it too much. So Yeah, and just in terms of my overall schedule, I don't really want to put too many more spiels on there. So I think two, 
during the curling season is enough in a summer spiel to sort of keep the juices flowing. I think that's a good number for me. Right on. Uh, now, that being said, like I said, I'd be happy to uh, head out to a number of other spiels if financially it could make sense to do so. I hear you there. You know, Tiger Woods gets entry fees, so I don't know why. Like, <laughs> like I don't know why we can uh, Just saying. Um, <laughs> right on. So We'll see. Uh, so, so let us know what you think of Bond Spiels, if there's any pros, cons that we've missed, or if there's anything specific that you do at your clubs that maybe we haven't addressed here that helps your spiel stand out. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you've been to a spiel that you weren't overly inspired by, you can let us know why that is. The email for the show is gameofstonespodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the Facebook page, just Game of Stones Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Game of Stones Pod. Scott's at Dr. Oh, I'm at Dr. Shawnee Fever. Scott's at Scott Likes TV. Yeah. I almost mixed this up there in our Twitter handles. And if you haven't yet, please do subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever it is you get your podcast. Give us a like and subscribe, comment, all that kind of fun stuff. So until we talk to you again next week, keep your brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final...